Hey everyone, how's it going? My name's Nikki. I'm on team here at St. Paul's, and I'm glad to be continuing on with our Harbour of Hope series. What do the people who are seeking out hope find in this harbour? What does it look like when they see a community of people who are following Jesus? What do they do and what do they believe in? And we've been using the book of James in this series, and I'm going to be speaking from James uh, chapter 3 from verses 13 to the end on the two types of wisdom. Let me read it to you now. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom that is from above first is pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in the peace by those who make peace. I was wondering if you would consider yourself wise. A bit of a confession from me is when I first saw that I was going to be speaking on wisdom, I like Googled how to be wise because being totally honest, I wouldn't actually consider myself wise. And what is more ironic is instead of writing my preach and thinking about it, I went into a huge rabbit hole for about an hour of Googling wisdom, what wisdom is, how to be wise, watching videos. But there was actually um, an article that I stumbled on from the Business Insider, which had a quick test of five, five questions uh, to see how wise I was. Uh, and I did this test in about two minutes and I calculated my score and I got 12. So I looked on the score chart and it said, if I got more than 10, well, congratulations, you are the next Elon Musk. You're gonna be so successful in the future, you are wise. Now, obviously, I was like, well, it's about time. Um, but I saw if you got less than 10, it said, sorry. It said, sorry, you've lost your way, you better go find it. Um, hopefully you won't lose your way finding it. Now, first of all, I don't know what I make of a test um, that you can do in two minutes with five questions to see how wise someone is. But you know, if you're if you got less than ten, that's so harsh. You know, there's no middle ground either. You know, there's there's Elon Musk, or it's sorry and not wise. But I guess very similar to this passage, James is very blunt in saying there's two types of wisdom. There's one. There's wisdom that comes from earth, which is unspiritual and demonic. And then you've got the second wisdom, which comes from heaven, which is pure. These are the two types of wisdom James say exist. Now, our actions um, are based on our experiences, on our knowledge, a.k.a. our wisdom. And James is questioning our actions here. Uh, more importantly, he's, he's questioning our motives. What motivates us to act in the way we do? Which type of wisdom do they illustrate? Let me paint you a picture of how earthly wisdom can come about and based on our earthly motives. You know, you've just bought a Volkswagen Polo, really happy with it, you worked hard, but then you've found out a neighbor of yours has bought a brand new Tesla. How do you feel? I can tell you it doesn't feel too great. Um, or someone at work gets a promotion or a pay rise and you're in the same job and you feel like you work hard as well. How do you feel? Or maybe it's a friend who gets more likes than you on social media and, and like a lot more recognition. How do you feel? Is there any point of a bit of 
envy, a bit of selfish ambition, is there jealousy? Are you acting based on these emotions? James is saying, be careful. Be careful if you harbour these emotions, which is very easy to do, but also these motivate you to act. You know, to work better, to work harder are, are good traits. And I think we should work better and harder. And it even sounds like a motivational poster that you, you know, you put up on your desk as like work hard, play hard. But I think James is saying, be careful, because if you're working better, harder, to be greater, out of jealousy, out of envy or ambition, this isn't wise. It's not the wisdom from heaven, but of earth. It's unspiritual and it's demonic. I don't know how you see the word um, demonic, how you feel it should be, a word that kind of makes you um, shiver a bit. I grew up um, watching The Simpsons, Channel 4, 6pm, uh, and I love The Simpsons, but I think it kind of portrayed the devil in a, in a way that isn't, isn't actually 100% accurate. You know, it's a character in The Simpsons and it's, he's always red and he's got, uh, he's showing up in your face all the time. He's got a pitchfork, he's got the horns and the tail. But we know when reading scripture that the devil is cunning. He's disguised as an angel of light. What are motivational messages and encouragement to work harder, better, be greater? They might sound good and right, but they can be from the world and have demonic influence. And it's easy for us to be drawn in into the wrong desires, to be drawn into destructive competitiveness. And we need to seek God's wisdom to lift our eyes from the need to compare into different kinds of wisdom, the wisdom that heaven offers. So what drives you? What, what motivates you? What, 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 why do you want to be wise? Speaking about God's wisdom, James talks about the wisdom that comes from heaven and shows us what real wisdom is motivated by. It's motivated by purity. In verse 17, it says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. And then it continues to list the characteristics of heavenly wisdom. What is the contrast of uh, an opposite of envy and selfish ambition? It's purity. It's something that is untainted, which means it isn't about us. It's about the goodness of God. And once our motives are pure, not impure, not on envy or selfishness, we can exercise good and sound judgment. And as we, as a community of people who want to follow Jesus, to show Jesus to others, as they enter into this harbour of hope, we want to exercise good and sound wisdom, right? So first, our hearts, our motives need to be pure. He needs to be showing Jesus. And if that's you, James lists uh, six of characteristics for us to follow. And I kind of see them as the fruits of wisdom. And we're going to power through all six characteristics because I think they're all equally as important. There's not one better than another. They're all intertwined together. So the first thing that pops out is gentleness. And that is because heaven is gentle. The wisdom from heaven is gentle. So ask yourself, am I gentle in word, in my relationships? You know, Philippa spoke about this last week, um, about our speech, if our speech is informed by gentle wisdom. And gentleness isn't a weakness, by the way, which can definitely feel like or seem like it, that is. But what, the first thing that I think of gentle that pops into mind is, is the incredible franchise Star Wars and, 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 and Jedi Master Yoda. You know, if you haven't watched Star Wars, you should. Um, 
And if you don't know who this Yoda character is, well, he's a really um, like small, meek-looking, 900, really fragile, year-old alien thing. Um, but And he is incredibly wise. And you can see he is, he's got this wisdom about him, but he's incredibly gentle. This calm gentleness about him, but he has so much power. But power that is controlled, it's gentle. And so it's not a weakness, it's a strength. The second characteristic of wisdom, it looks like openness, open to reason. You know, what does this mean? Well, it means you're teachable. Am I open to suggestions? Am I open to learning? Well, I keep learning or is it my way? And an example for me and my stubbornness is, many, maybe you've heard of the navigation app CityMapper. Um, I normally actually don't use CityMapper when I go from like A to B. But I use it for like quickest routes, um, traffic and delays, you know, tubes are coming in. Um, I've, I've been traveling to college now for two years. Um, and at the start, I'd always think getting the DLR to Tower Hill and then the district line to Gloucester Road is the best. It's 55 minutes door to door. It might seem quite long, but that's the best route to do. And one day I checked City Mapper because I was curious to see when the next tube was going to be coming. I didn't want to wait outside. And it says 40 minutes. I was a bit confused because I didn't think it was right, so I just ended up going the way I normally would go. Uh, and next week, or something like next week, I checked again, and it still said 40 minutes. And it kept happening. It got to the point where I actually clicked on and checked the actual route, and it was 40 minutes. And I found out it's actually much quicker to get the DLR to bank, change and walk to Monument to go to Gloucester Road. All this time I thought, my way, my thinking is better. But the, the funny thing is, the city map is, is programmed. It's, it's satellite feed, its job is to get me from A to B with the best route. Are there moments we think my way is better than God's way? Am I open? Am I teachable? Am I, open, am I also you know, open to others? God has blessed me with such wise people in my life, with spiritual directors, mentors, and what's the point of having them if I don't listen? The third wisdom from heaven is sincere. Do I always do what I say, and do I say what I mean? Essentially, am I genuine, or am I a performer? In James 5, it says in verse 12, Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else, all you need to do is simply say yes or no. Just be honest. Um, a story that I remember is I was in a bar with my sister and we were going for a meal. And there was somebody who joined us, joined our bench, um, and we started talking and he asked me what I did. And I was like, I'm training to become a priest. And he mentioned, he got really excited. And he mentioned like, oh, I'm, I'm into spirituality. I grew up a Christian actually. And I'd be keen to hear more. And he started asking my sister questions because my sister, oh, she isn't a Christian and we got talking. And obviously I'm, I'm so excited because there's literally someone who's asked me about faith. It's someone handing to me a silver plier really to talk about God. And towards the end when my sister and I wanted to leave after our meal, um, I, I said to him, hey, you know, definitely come by um, church at St. Paul's. It'd be really great to welcome you. Um, which he said he'd be really interested in doing. And then he turns to my sister and said, how about we go together? And my sister's response was actually, well, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not too keen. I've been to church before. It's not for me. But, you know, you're interested. You should go. 
And then suddenly his tone and his attitude changed. No longer seemed interested in coming to church. He didn't want to come to church. Um, he was more fixated on actually trying to find time to hang out with my sister, despite our hour-long dinner about faith. You know, I, I kind of felt my conversation with him wasn't as sincere as I thought. A wise person is going to be sincere. You know, don't, don't lose yourself to try and gain something like a person in return or like a position or, or a business or whatever that is. That's the wisdom of the world. James is saying, yeah, be yourself. And we know that is what genuinely draws people in. Be sincere. So the fourth characteristic is peaceable. It loves peace. Do you love peace? Jesus loves peace. He wants unity between all people. And James stresses himself to be known as peacemakers. Um, I don't really like conflict. Um, I kind of shy away from it. But being peaceful isn't necessarily about staying away from conflict. It's about helping to restore relationships, to reconcile people who are in conflict, that through love and grace we can see peace with one another. And I think it'd be really easy, like, being caught up with conflict, like, with drama and gossip. It's quite ingrained in our culture, and it's much easier, actually, to just ignore and avoid, avoid people and to stay away. But, yeah, I don't think that's really peace. Jesus calls us to be makers of peace. Maybe you have something in your life that you need to make peace with today. Or maybe there's a friendship that you know of that if you spoke into, you could help. You could help that you can get the wisdom from heaven to show what peace looks like. And the fifth characteristic is not showing favoritism. It says impartial here in these verses, which is essentially equal treatment, to be equal. Do I see people the same? We've spoken about this as well in James chapter 2. Do you see people the way God sees them? To see everyone in the eyes of Jesus. You know, it doesn't matter about someone's gender, race, age, um, past or present. God sees us all as equal. He loves us all, despite us all being sinners. We all need a saviour. One of the most incredible stories from the Alpha Course is when Cory Tamboon he was uh, a savior, uh, sorry, a, a survivor of the Holocaust. Talks about when she was preaching about faith and she sees someone in the audience who comes forward. Uh, this person she recognizes as one of the soldiers from the concentration camps she was in. The man essentially asks for forgiveness. Um, he's met Jesus, he recognizes he's done wrong and he asks for forgiveness and she questions how do I do this you know she's talking about faith about Jesus how can she show this person love how can she show this person forgiveness the person who beat mocked hurt and killed her people and the alpha video ends by her saying no I cannot forgive but he can and I want to link that thought to this final characteristic of heaven, which is full of mercy. Wisdom from heaven loves mercy. My last question to you is, do you love mercy? Am I someone who is merciful? I love it when people come to faith, to see them set free from like burdens and chains, to receive forgiveness from sin, to receive joy from Jesus.
but it can be really challenging when we see someone come to God that has a past like this soldier. Sometimes we feel like it's too hard. It's, it's not right, it's not fair. I don't know how I'd respond in Corey's situation. But I do know that's why we need supernatural love only Jesus offers to be full of mercy. We need heavenly wisdom because it is hard. It's hard to show people mercy that have done us wrong. And I'm saying I, I actually can't give answers, but for me, I know I can pray. I can pray, help me, help me, Lord, that you help me see people the way you see people, to see people who are broken, who need saving. And I pray that, Lord, you help me. Remind me that I was someone who was broken, who needed saving, and that you showed me mercy. That is what heavenly wisdom looks like. This is what heavenly wisdom looks like. It's a person who is gentle, who is open to reason, who is sincere, who is peaceful, who is equal, and who loves mercy. And when people come to see what is in this harbour of hope, what is it all about, what will they see? Well, they'll see people who are motivated by purity and they'll see the gospel. In this harbour of hope, the kind of heavenly wisdom we have is the gospel. Others come and see how are we gentle, how are we open to reason, how are we sincere, how are we peaceful, we're equal treatment and we love mercy. They'll see the gospel lived out amongst us. I want to say, if that is what you want, this wisdom that, first, first of all, we need to check our hearts. We need to check our hearts. They need to be pure, to be set on Jesus, not on people, not on selfishness, not on our ambition, not on jealousy, on Jesus. And the characteristics will flow. So as, as we end, I want to pray that, Lord, that, that, that you, you know our hearts. We cry out to you. God of wisdom, that you, you would bring your wisdom to us. Help, help set our hearts on you. Let us, um, look, let us look to you to bring heaven on earth that will inhabit these traits and we'll see transformation that they won't only show in the church, but we'll show to our friends, to our families, to our homes and this city. In Jesus' name, amen.